Greetings and welcome aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pax. Hold it, Jay. And tonight we'll be checking out episode two of season three, The Ensigns of Command. The title comes from a poem. I don't yeah. remember which one. Ensigns meaning um, yeah, Jay, like Jay would, you, you, a symbol. You're, you're smart on English things. I, I haven't looked it up. Like, My God, man. <laughs> Must I do everything myself? It is um, from a John Quincy Adams poem, The oh. Wants of Man. That's interesting. Yeah, there you President go. President John Q. Adams. Yeah, the, the his... second President yeah. John Adams. Brilliantly his... played by Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. The great, great series. series. I can't from remember a... who played John Quincy. Oh, but... no, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, he, he, he was John Quincy Adams and John Quincy is his son. Yeah, oh, this is from his second collection of poems. Uh, Wolverine is cool. Yeah. And other uh, collected <laughs> stories. Words to boink to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So this episode Ensign meaning a flag or symbol, not so much yeah. like a not yeah. like not like Wesley. Yeah, not like Wesley. Not like a Wesley of, the Wesleys of command. That <laughs> would have been great. I would have watched the that. Dread Pirate Wesley. Oh. <laughs> Wesley does have one brilliant moment in this episode. No lines, <laughs> but one just uh he he, he uh he gives the, the universal body language of what the fuck. It's pretty good. It's it is. We 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 will mention it when we get there. So what's what's this episode about? Well, I'm glad you asked fully. Yeah. Because tell me. you see, there's this planet in this place, a planetary system, Tau Alpha, whatever. Who I don't know, something like that. And set the Alpha Five. Seti no, Alpha not that one. <laughs> no, different, um, different planet. <laughs> Anyways, there be people on this planet, oh. and this planet is owned by the Sheliak corporate, you see, uh, with whom the Federation have a treaty. The Sheliak, hard to talk to. And the Sheliak have now gotten in, gotten in touch with the Federation, and they're like, listen, there's people on our planet, and we ain't having it. Get them off of there. We're going to be there in four days. If you haven't gotten rid of them, we're going to get rid of them. We're going to wipe them Our out. way, which is, you know, to say, with death. Yeah, and the, the Sheliak are hard to talk to because they won't come out of their blanket port. Yeah, Sheliak basically... <laughs> they are are those blankets they, they look like they look like blanket people like when you see them it's someone draped in a in like a weird quilted blanket and just kind of and their arms it, it's a little it's, cool. it's unclear whether that's supposed to be what they actually look like like whether that's their physical form or whether that's what they're wearing I like to imagine they're just really, really prioritized being cozy. Yeah, I think so. The, it's it's like they're intergalactic snuggie. Yeah, yeah, it could very well be. Yeah. And and they are surrounded by like this crystal chamber, not unlike the uh, the crystal chamber in Superman's Fortress of Solitude. Yeah, they're, they're, they're like a super new agey race, but yeah. also dicks. Yeah, like total it, dicks, and like the interior of the ship basically looks like a Daft Punk video. Yes. And like they're super sticklers for the law, they're, which is going to be their undoing. But they're they're, they're the Sheliak corporate, yes. corporate yeah. which is interesting. So um, we're led to believe though that they're like they're super powerful and super dangerous. Yeah, and they haven't had any contact with the Federation since this treaty was signed 111 years ago. Yeah, and I guess it's fair to suggest that they might be more advanced than the Federation, considering that they essentially look down on the Federation and its members as lower life forms. And if the Federation were more technologically advanced than them, that would be a harder position for them to maintain. Probably, so yeah. it's probably fair to assume that they are at least on par with, if not a little more advanced than the Federation. Yeah, they, they seem to be sort of a hermit race. And yeah. They're, they're, uh -huh. yeah. I don't yeah. know. They they're, keep they're to themselves. So with the colonists, uh, the, the group who are on this planet that they're not supposed to be on, their ship went off course and ended up landing on this planet, and the Federation has just assumed for a hundred years that they all died because the planet that they landed on can't support human life. It has mm -hmm. a certain type of radiation. Yeah, hyperonic. Yeah. Like I, 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 mega, mega bad radiation. Yeah. Gastrointestinal uh, radiation. So when they're discussing and like, okay, so we got to move these people off of there. I mean, 
with this amount of time and how deadly the stuff is, there should be what, like fifteen? Yeah, yeah. Riker. Is, I imagine like twelve people. The, Riker, first... what's your estimate? Oh, I'm thinking, you know, ten, fifteen people tops. First sign that Riker might not be on his game. Oh this man, week. he is so yeah. ill. Yeah, that, yeah, that's something to talk about. Frakes is looking like he is on death's door <laughs> in this episode. Like once again, thank you. Beautiful Ooh. HD Blu-ray yeah, rendition. Yeah. Yeah. Holy smokes. smokes! Like Frakes is clearly dying of the flu. He or looks something. much sicker than he did in uh, the season finale. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was clearly makeup. Like this is this is this is all Frakes. Here's I think. Like, yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure he had pneumonia. Yeah, Frakes is very ill. He is sweaty. He is like. It is Red probably mm-hmm. It is probably not a uh, coincidence that he ha- doesn't have many lines in this episode. I am, I would be willing to bet that Freaks was very sick, and they did some last minute shuffling of stuff. Yeah, yeah I but bet. Uh, well, sadly, that is not in the uh, the memory alpha notes. Yeah, unfortunately. So we have no corroboration here. I but think part of the reason is just nobody cares about this episode. There's yeah. very little in the memory alpha about it. Yeah, just in general, uh, mm-hmm. the memory alpha does mention that this episode did have two hundred thousand dollars slashed from the budget last minute <laughs> it shows yeah it really does like, uh, but we'll get there yeah. um, so as the episode opens it's uh, Data is going to be putting on a performance in 10 Forward and he is uh, he's a little disturbed to see uh, the captain and Crusher there on the awkwardest of dates <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say that it's hilarious that Data is in a string quartet with uh, Miles O'Brien Miles O'Brien <laughs> who plays the cello cellos are great I love cellos it's, it's them and a Vulcan and like a random Edson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so, you know, Data goes up to the captain. He's like, listen, I'm really, you know, like, I'm really touched that you brought your date here. But maybe you should bring her to the next show because it's going to be better because I ain't got no soul. Yeah. Yeah, I won't be performing, at least somebody else. Yeah. yeah. No soul. I'm a soulless machine. And she's like, Data, you're too hard on yourself. And he's like, soulless machine. And uh, no, they, they, they give him the, uh, the basically the, uh, <laughs> the uh, moral of the episode. Uh, which is, you know, believe in yourself and, you know... Don't self- expect failure. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, uh, don't doom yourself to failure by, uh, by saying you're going to fail. That, yeah, kind of, and, that kind of shit. And, and don't undermine yourself with the people who you're supposed to be impressing, which is fairly important to... His mission. Yeah, the, the mission that he will soon have. Yeah. So the reason he ends up going down to this planet is because he's an android and because he's not affected by whatever the fuck this radiation yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can take it. He's yeah. built Tonka tough. That's absolutely right. Well, you should probably point out that the scene ends the, the opening scene ends with uh, <laughs> with the they're, card they're not more out. than like they're more more than like four notes into Ina Klein and Mac music when Picard gets paged by Riker telling yeah. him hey whoa the Shellyak have contacted us you better come quick because we haven't heard from them in 111 years so Picard just gets up and, just walk, gets up and, and leave and, and, and Data is so saddened by this that he forgets to keep playing the <laughs> exact way a robot would not it was great it, it was a beautiful moment just him like oh I, I, I haven't even gotten to where I'm bad. Yeah, yeah, I, I know I'm bad, but like, damn, I'm like, shit. That's cold right blooded. After that pep talk, that's oof. yeah, cold blooded. Oh, man, so we should have cut back to like Crusher giving him a thumbs up. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing great. You got a buddy. <laughs> that would have been great. You're doing, actually. Yeah. You're doing good. Yeah. Um, and like deep in his heart, Miles knows he's the reason he left. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, poor Miles. So we get to see failing. The basically, rest of the episode. our boy Data gets given the mission because of the radiation. He's got to go down there and uh, figure out what's what and get them ready and, and get the survivors ready right. to uh, beam out of there to or to be uh, rescued. Yeah, his orders are basically just go down there and evacuate them. Yeah, yeah. And he gets down there and he meets two of them at first. They saw his shuttle land and they're all like, "Oh my gosh, you, you must be from the Federation." Our great great grandparents were uh, were citizens of the Federation. And when when Data reports back uh, to uh, Riker, Riker's like, "So how many people?" It's like fifteen thousand, sir. <laughs> fifteen thousand in a brilliant moment of improvisation. Riker vomits. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it, it, it would be uh, important. It's probably reasonable to note at this point that the crew complement of the Enterprise D is only just slightly more than a thousand people. I'm really curious logistically. They seem to be like, did they think they could evacuate them all? I mean, now we well, know they like, did when they thought there were only twenty of them. Oh, I know that, but I mean, like they they know they can't use the transporters. So assuming even if they if they could get the transporters working, which is something they they basically get Picard yeah. gets like the engineering crew to basically yeah. slave away the rest of the episode trying to figure out how to use and the we'll transporters. we'll have to touch upon that because it's yeah. beautiful. But even if they had got that working, how the hell would they put that many people on the ship? Could they possibly I, have done it? I don't know. Um, my my personal feelings on it would be no. Yeah, I or think... Or bordering on hell no. So th- they evacuated like the... Like the Irish peasant planet right. last season. Yeah, because there's only like what? And how many of them were there? Hundred people. Yeah. Was that it? There wasn't a I don't, lot. Of I don't know. It was. It wasn't a large colony. Because like, we saw them all I in think, that one. Yeah, I think. Day. I think right. it was. You know, like maybe a hundred people. Yeah. But okay. uh, some goats. But I mean, the Enterprise is really huge. Mm. Like, I mean, yeah. It's. I wouldn't. Uh, I mean, it would be uncomfortable as hell yeah. to have that many people on board. But you know, in in the, I, the I, could, I could see them right? being able to evacuate like five thousand people, and that would make the Enterprise uncomfortable. But they could do. Fifteen thousand might be pushing it. Yeah, and well, I think... the alternative here is certain death. Yes. So, yeah, I was just wondering: is yeah. it, could it is it in any way feasible? It, it might be. It, it, although, while it might be technically possible to cram that many human bodies into that little space, I would suggest that it might not be possible for the ship to then function. Leave. Like the oxygen scrubbers will probably not be up to it. Yeah. Life support, yeah. all sorts of things. Mm. Who knows? My May- feeling is the implication is that they're going to call other ships. Yeah, that they were going to. To get backup to come and help them evacuate. That, that's why he's asking for the more time. Yeah, to for the three weeks. Okay, well let, let, let's continue on. I, I guess. Okay, yeah, yeah. So our boy Data goes down and he talks to like the most cartoonishly villainous mayor of anything ever, Goshevin. I guess the president of the planet, mayor from Jaws. Yeah, he he's just like one. He's got a car, like a cartoonish radio voice. And that's because... He was dubbed. Yeah, the actor yeah. wasn't happy with his performance and asked to be dubbed. And likewise, the uh, the director of the episode didn't feel that the guy's voice was really what they had in mind for Goshman. But I guess, you know, I mean, t- time constraints being what they were, they had to go with the actor they got. And, and the dubbing process probably a lot faster than the search for a new actor. I but I wonder what his voice sounds me too because yeah. I, I don't think I've ever seen the guy anywhere else it was uh, probably like Harvey oh, Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I was I was thinking it was like maybe like um, like uh, Mort the pharmacist from a Family Guy <laughs> Yeah. Like his second in command, or the, one of the two like dudes who f- Data first meets, kind of has that. Yeah, kind of. One of them looks like a yeah. like, like there are two like there's like 
the, the, the pudgy white guy and the skinny black guy. And the skinny he, black guy really reminds me. Turtleneck, yeah, by the way. Really reminds yeah. me of like young Tuvok. Yeah. yeah a little you bit, know, yeah. like, uh, what's his name? Ru- Tim Russ. Tim Russ. Yeah. Like, I look at him and I'm like, are you like Tim Russ's brother or something? <laughs> Tim Russ is like quite old. Like, he could it could have been Tim Russ, except it isn't. But yeah, like, it, it's hard to say. Because, I mean, Tim Russ was also in Spaceballs. Yeah. 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 Damn he, right. He's the we ain't fan shit guy. Damn right. And that is great. Oh, yeah. But, uh, no, this isn't Tim Russ, but it looks like he's got the similar vibe to Tim Russ. He's got like the same kind of nerd cheekbones, you know, yeah. and that that kind of the the white guy though is like is generic eighties actor. Yeah, guy. yeah, he's in a he ton is. of things. Yeah. Usually wearing glasses though. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he's got kind of a voice like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? he's uh, maybe, yeah, maybe he provided the voice. Who knows? <laughs> at, at any rate, Goshevin's got like this really kind of radio cartoon voice, but he's so wooden. Yeah, it's really bad, and basically, it's not a very nuanced character. Like, here's the leader of a planet who is being told that aliens are coming, and they know that there are aliens because they're aliens on this fucking planet. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like these people are like space travel. What? That's how they got here. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're. they're... they're they're aware of the Federation. They know aliens are out there. And they have to be aware that aliens can kill them from orbit. Although they seem to be shockingly unaware of that. Because even in the age when they arrived on this planet, aliens could have killed them from orbit. Well, it's, it's their grandparents who arrived. Maybe yeah. they just have kind of lost track of what the actual history of the universe is because they're yeah. so isolated. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's still stupid. Yeah, like, yeah, like it, it seems... It doesn't fit. But... It seems really weird. But there it is. You know, they are... He is essentially very firmly set on the notion that these aliens don't actually represent a threat to them and if they come we'll just beat them off with our (laughs) pardon me We'll just defend uh, ourselves with our uh, rakes and uh, hoes. And so, speaking of beating off, we'll the, beat the character that I want to get along to is the, the next person <laughs> that Data meets on the planet, who is basically a robosexual. Yeah, essentially. Right? She is so turned on by Data. It's like if she were the only furry on a planet and... <laughs> Like, Data was an anthropomorphic cat man who came down to, like, yeah. Yeah. warn them of their impending doom. Yeah, she is so into him. She's just squeeing the whole time. Oh, man. Like, she takes him back to her apartment and she's got all these robot statues <laughs> yeah. that she's built. Yeah, and he and, and Data, very unimpressed by these statues, by the way. But he, he's, like, also completely... Just, yeah. It, it doesn't touch him at all. Yeah, like, like he, he he's oblivious oh, to yeah. her, like raging hormonal reaction to his presence. And very short time before she tries to kiss him, too. Yeah, and... He's like, huh. huh he's like, that's that nothing about? that happened. That was weird. <laughs> Whatever. Anyways, back to saving your planet. Kissy face. Um, I liked her line where she says, you're the most sophisticated android I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, oh, you've seen other androids? She's like, well, no. not really. <laughs> so she's like, yes, I have one right here. And it's it's basically a bucket with a robot face yeah. going on it. Like, <laughs> this whole in my fan fish. I built this one. Yeah. Yeah. It's I don't even remember her name. It's Ardrian. It's it's A R D apostrophe A R I N. It's very awful. Yeah. Thanks, Ardrian. thanks, memory alpha. Yeah, yeah. Like I did not pick up her name in the episode. Goshevin says it once, and that's it. <laughs> Like, found a new toy, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I don't know she if she's like, like... This one doesn't take batteries. Yeah. Oh. I don't know if she's like quite as smitten with Dana as you 
guys. No, 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 not quite. No. But but she clearly like she she's much more empathetic to him than the other the Gershman yeah. and his cronies are, who basically don't like him because he's a machine. Yeah, exactly. And she clearly has specifically a thing for machines. Yeah, whereas uh, like, the rest of them sort of yeah, they kind of appear like we don't. They never really explicitly say it, but they appear to sort of have a very. Um, they seem to be a technophobic society. Yeah, you know, luddite style society. Yeah, I mean like their their whole society is built around their aqueduct system. Yeah, which they're they're proud of because I'm sure it was hard to build, but no, definitely. Yeah. But they, you know, they clearly came from a technologically sophisticated mm-hmm. background. Yeah, they exactly. seem to have abandoned a they, lot of they that. They came here on a spaceship. Yeah, yeah, like a yeah. hundred years ago. Yeah, yeah, and and that's another thing. They say that on the original ship there were like a thousand and forty or something, mm-hmm. and that two thirds of them died off in the initial radiation. Ah, yeah. you want to get are, down to the? There are fifteen thousand of them there. Yeah, in a hundred years, that seems like too many. Like, what's the breeding situation there? That seems like way too many. What do you mean? Uh, you have, like, 300? Breeding pool of 300? Yeah, right? Potentially, but uh, we don't know how many women there were versus... And, and we know maximum, like, three generations, right? Yeah. So three yeah. grandparents? Great-grandparents? Well, it's been 111 years, so depending on how uh, how quickly they get busy, yeah. it's mm. it's hard to say. Like, well, it sounds like life's, if, life's pretty rough there, right? If they're, getting bu- like, if they're getting busy, like, like every 16 years, like, if they're... Wa- Let's say they're waiting 16 years to when, like... They're reaching sexual maturity, like to to the age where it's safe for the ladies to have babies. Mm-hmm. Uh, 16, 17 years into one hundred and eleven. That's that's you know not that's like ten, like nine generations. Mm-hmm. Well, like it's it's quite a few, but who knows? They never really. I think they did say the the line in this opening says that they're. Those guys they meet, the two dudes that meet David mm-hmm. at a shuttle, they said they're great grandparents. Yeah, the they said they're great great grandparents. Great great. Oh, so yeah. like five generations. That's yeah. pretty reasonable. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, I don't know what their breeding habits are. I'm yeah. also interested to know their infant mortality rate because of this radiation. Mm-hmm. Because you got to assume that yeah, okay, so a third of the people. They also were... never explain how they are. They're now they've adapted to the radiation. Yeah, it, it, the the implication seems to be that a third of them were just naturally resistant. That that don't make no sense. No, no of course say. not. But must be, yeah. Or uh, yeah, who knows? Well, like the first two guys, don't they say something about how? And we figured out a way, but yeah, they don't ever we, say what we found yeah, out. We or we we realized, we found out we could adapt to it, but that's all they say. They don't yeah. say in what way they adapted to it. Yeah, and uh, it, it, it's hand waved away. Yeah, that's fine. So, so oh, please go ahead. <laughs> back up on the Enterprise. Uh, Picard has tasked Miles O'Brien with figuring out how to transport things. Because, and Jordy. Yeah. Yeah. Jordy and Miles, and so they're just melting these canisters. Yep, and keeps sending them down and bringing them back <laughs> up. Uh, Riker comes by, and in his sickens, like just barely grasping to life, he's, he's like, like "How's it going?" And they like lift up like a melted thing. He's like, "Ugh." <laughs> Much better is when Picard comes yeah. to check on them a little bit later. How are you doing? About as well as you'd expect, sir. Good, good. <laughs> Splendid. Splendid. Splendid, he says as he walks out. And, and Wesley just throws up his arms in exasperation. Just like, what it's, the fuck, old like, man? Yeah, this fucking guy. Like, it, it like, is like this guy? beautifully like, oh, that was great. fuck you losers. This it's, is ridiculous. It's the rare shot from like the back of the transporter pad to mm-hmm. looking out into the uh, transporter yeah. room. I yeah, liked it. it's pretty funny. But what kills 
kills me is like at that point they had left the planet and they are still conducting these uh, experiments. I'm not exactly sure how though because they no longer have the planet with which to try beaming things up from. Well, I mean, presumably they have some way they can simulate the environment of that. But I, then again, I, I just feel like simulating the radiation is probably not as uh, 100% foolproof as actually... Well, why are they just doing a computer simulation? Yeah, exactly. Transporting shit. Maybe because it's more fun. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hooray! An excuse to melt cylinders. Well, the other thing is, like, we saw them, they had like four or five cylinders on the ground. They yeah. had a couple trashed ones. Maybe they are doing like hundreds and hundreds of computer simulations. Then so they're like, oh, fuck, we're bored. Okay. Let's just do a real one now. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? But, know. uh, yeah. Needless, uh, suffice it to say, they are the, uh, the modifications are going poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Picard is, after trying and failing to negotiate with the Shelliac corporate uh, homeworld to for more time, realizes, hey, they said four days. Someone's already on the way. Mm-hmm. Let's go intercept that ship that's on its way and see if we can't negotiate direct with them instead of trying to go through homeworld. Yeah, and, and we get this really weird scene where he's talking to Deanna and she describes an episode of uh, the original series, oh. basically. Is it original series? Uh, Darmok? Yeah, Darmok. <laughs> Darmok is like season five. Oh, season five. She's, she's right. foreshadowing oh, so to... to yeah, because right. yeah, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra comes up in like season five. Because it's been a while since I watched both series. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying... It's the, like, uh, remember it's the, the episode. first episode where we get to see Picard's casual jacket. Like her, her That's sweet jacket. That little like those that little nugget of like thirty seconds of conversation mm-hmm. basically lays out the scenario that yeah. they, that they explore entirely in that episode, and it's a really cool concept. Yeah, exactly. So, like she, yeah. she holds up a mug yeah. of coffee and she says, "Okay, you and I are on a planet. I want to teach you my language." Flurbiter, what did I just say? And he's like, "Cup, cup, uh, glass." Mug. She's like, are you sure? Maybe I'm saying brown. Maybe I'm saying liquid. Maybe I'm saying hot. You don't know, because you're a fool, Picard. It's yeah. it's a it's a nice little win for Deanna. She doesn't yeah. have a lot and of those. Yeah, and she's like, and you and I good. perceive the universe in roughly the same terms. So it's really a miracle that aliens communicate with each other at all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and basically, you know, this is all in aid of letting us know that the Sheliak find English such a uh, uh, bizarre and you know pointless language. Imprecise language that they made a ridiculously complicated legal treaty to make sure there could be no misunderstandings uh, with a team of what one hundred and something. Uh, I can't remember lawyers. Like yeah. over a hundred lawyers worked on this thing, and she's like, "What do we have?" And and Picard's like, uh, "V and me." <laughs> people really are gonna really die. Flippant. Yeah, it's like we're, we're facing up to a genocide <laughs> like, of fifteen thousand uh, people. But in we have a fun. Day. Uh, so they 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 kind of catch up with this ship and pursuant to some some par- clause yeah some paragraph uh, they have the right to uh, to speak to them in person for whatever and they go over and there's the blanket man I love him yeah it's so cool and you know the blanket man is basically not having it they're like listen just give us some time nah but it, it's you know you can even just start colonizing on the opposite side of the planet it's not a big deal like we'll have them out of there before it'll ever be a problem no 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 they're they're we have them the being membership. on the planet like, look we need a little bit of time like listen we'll save you the time we'll just kill them all yeah, we'll, yeah. We'll deal with them our way It'll save you all the time in the world. You don't even Easy. need to worry about yeah, it. Yeah, why don't you just take off? We got this. And like, look, that's unacceptable. And then they and hang the, up on them by, by beaming like, them back to the bridge. They beam them back. Yeah. That was beautiful. That, that was impressive. Yeah. Like, it, it did make them seem like a fairly strong threat. I yeah. like that. 
And so Picard's like, you know, okay, get us nose to nose with these fuckers. We're not, uh, if they want to get to the colony, they got to go through me. And while we're at it, let's take a look at that uh, treaty and see if there ain't something <laughs> in there that maybe we can use. If only we'd thought of this three days ago. Well, they need someone like Data who would actually yeah. read it. Yeah, Data, who could re- who could have read that entire treaty in like five seconds and then get, regurgitated the appropriate response. But no, but unfortunately, no. Data's not available, so instead they have to turn to Lieutenant yeah. Ward. <laughs> so back on the planet, Data has been doing his damnedest to get people to realize that they gotta go. He's tried reverse psychology. Oh, that seems great. Yeah, it's a, it's a pretty bad scene. Like when when Data attempts to <laughs> use emotion against people, he's like, it's like you will die honorably. You know, yeah. people will remember your set. Oh, but right. who will remember? Oh, I, yes. Like, I'm sure your children will understand that they're the dying that they for made. land. Yeah. It's, it's a it's a very ridiculous uh, performance. Like I guess intentionally so, mm-hmm. but it's a little it's bit over the too top. much. But you know, I mean, that's Brent Spiner. He yeah, he loves to go Brent big. Spiner. Spiner is not Spiner is not a fan of the reserve performance. I I, am, I can imagine mm-hmm. that playing Data, while fun and rewarding, must have also been a special kind of hell for Brent Spiner because Data is exactly the kind of character that Brent Spiner does not naturally yeah. embrace. Brent Spiner is big and splashy and over the top and Data is reserved and logical and doesn't understand the human condition. And I feel like to some extent in this episode what he's doing is reacting to Mr. Woodenman, mayor of uh, mm-hmm. Tiny Town. Goshevin. Yeah, Because yeah. um, like, he's got to play off that total non-performance. He's just going as big as he ever wanted to go. Yeah. Um, so Goshevin shuts down the whole thing. He's like, listen, you, got, you guys elected me. Follow me now. I don't think our chances are as bad as this guy says. I'm basing that on absolutely no knowledge and I'm willing to bet all of our lives on it. And everyone's like, yeah, sounds good. Yeah, go, Shivin. Go, Shivin. Now you know why he was elected mayor. Yeah, see? Like, no, I'm... he was elected mayor because of that rad <laughs> duster. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you have talked about their terrible 90s clothes, right? Yeah, well, they, I mean... they, look like, they look like level 42. <laughs> I was trying to think of the band. Like, the cutting crew from a very specific the, the era. Thing about ma- like, the thing about commenting on, ridiculous. Uh, on costumes in Next Gen is, like, <laughs> pretty much every planet has the same fashion designer in Next Gen. Like, they're, they're all wearing weird kind of, like, onesies of like varying colors and like weird flowy jackets over top and stuff. And this guy was wearing like a golf shirt, really high up corduroys, and a yep. huge duster. It was strange. With buckles. Many of them had dusters. Though, yeah, bu- yeah, buckles they... that don't buckle either. So many like buckles, they're, yeah. they're just decorative buckles. Like here's yeah. one half, here's the other. Those halves don't marry. They're and, they're uh, the same half. Dardrian was like wearing really high pants with suspenders. Yeah, yeah. You know, mom jeans essentially. Kind of, but with suspenders. Like really prominent decorative Mm. suspenders. Very strange look. So they they kind of get a gathering at her place of all the dissenters. All the people there like, you know what? I'm not actually so keen on this staying and dying shit. that, That was something I wanted to talk about and regarding the budget that we had that big town meeting and there was like 20 people. Yeah. <laughs> 20 of the 15,000 people. The supposed 15,000 that we have no Do they all live suggestion in that one, of. Do they all live right? in that one town? I mean, I figure they can't be all that distant because they have like this long the, aqueduct yeah, system the, to the get the 
Upper Deck seems to be their town, thing. Right? You gotta figure, right? So, yeah, I don't know. But we never see more than, like, you know, 20 people, so it, it just really doesn't seem like there could possibly be 15,000 people that they have to evacuate. It seems like it's a sham. Yeah. It's hard to say. Like, I mean, it clearly it's a budget thing and, a, and yeah. an extras thing. It's like, they just, we're, we're, we've got to suspend our disbelief, I guess, but uh, they could have done something with the crowd shots to make it more uh, convincing. Like, filling the square would have helped. Yeah, or not shooting them from a distance so you yeah. see exactly how many people are there. Yeah, you, you gotta you gotta shoot it like Fox News shoots a Trump rally <laughs> instead of the way, you know, a, a sane person would, like, from yeah. further back so you can see that all of the chairs, you know, beyond the first five rows are empty. It's, uh, yeah, it's not it's not convincing. But meanwhile, at uh, What's-Her-Face's place, you know, we got our we got our 20 people who are like, yeah, listen, we don't really want to die, but uh, Goshman's got a lot of supporters, so, and then Goshman arrives and he's like, you're damn right I do. That's and why I'm mayor. And by the way, and then he like zaps data. The cattle yeah. project. Yeah, and it's like, you killed him. I killed nothing. He's a robot. I just turned off a machine. And off he strides. And everyone's just like, I guess he's right. More like Goshman, more like Ushavin. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Data decides, you know what? I've, I've had it uh, playing nice with these people, and I'm, I'm going to fix up this phaser and get it working on yeah. this planet. I'm going to use a gizmo from inside my arm to make the phaser work on this planet. Well, that, that, that's a little too well. That's after he comes back to life. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I mean, there's not a lot of in between other than like going back up to the Enterprise and then being like, oh, what are we going to do? Uh, we, we've gotten ahead of ourselves with the Enterprise stuff. So Yeah, a little mm. bit. So Data pulls one of the chips out of his wrist. Yeah. And it fits perfectly in the phaser. Yes, it does. Well, it's kind of weird. Yeah. Uh, and so whatever he does there, he he's able to make the phaser yeah, the phaser's function gonna work. on the planet. Like, Feder- Federation circuitry in the future is basically like Lego. It's like, listen, it's all like go, go tell Goshevin and his goon squad that I'm about to blow up the pumping station and she's like he's gonna try to stop you and he's like ah oh i wish a bitch would and uh sincerely hope so and then he goes down there and (laughs) really just kind of blows away their defenses (laughs) there are four guys there with like what i assume are guns and data takes all four of them out like immediately with the with With his phaser on stun and then goshman's all like and data's like hey 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 stop right there that was the stun setting and this isn't and then he proceeds to blow up the uh the aqueduct he like zaps it and like a series of explosions goes all the way up the aqueduct into the distance in the mountains he's like i i could reduce this place to rubble but i'm not gonna and i'm just one one android with a with a hand phaser the Sheliak are going to arrive there are going to be hundreds of them they're coming in ships and they aren't you know they might not give you a target they'll probably just destroy you from orbit and you'll die never having seen the faces of your enemies probably die without even realizing it's happened who by the way look like blankets and they oh yeah. by the way they look like blankets it's crazy you'd love it you're gonna be killed by these blanket men that's, yeah. that's how it is and so this is what finally gets through to Goshevin and everyone's like oh shit you know maybe we should uh, be taking we, this seriously oh, it's like oh shit I forgot we live in the future with spaceships and aliens <laughs> well a hundred years ago th- this would be the time of you know original enterprise right yeah yeah exactly it's, you know they had phasers fun. then oh yeah sure. absolutely and yeah it's, it's basically like Listen, I know we made our aqueduct of the finest lead, but maybe it's time to let it go and go settle somewhere else. So they're all convinced, and they're going to get ready to uh, evacuate. Meanwhile, Picard... Cool. Now all they have to do is figure out a way to get them off the planet before the Shelyak <laughs> show up. So we go to Picard, and he's they're all looking through... They're reading shit, and Worf is not liking that. Oh, my God. Worf. Worf. 
hates that. Worf is reading. getting cranky. It, yeah. it is reading. the worst fate. <laughs> yeah, uh, it would be, be preferable to fight. This is awful. <laughs> or it's like, when's my shift over so I can go to the holodeck, <laughs> get my fight on. I, I need a thing longer battle. Yeah, like, it, like yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, too sweet. <laughs> but then our boy Picard catches sight of, um, of a paragraph. He's like, oh, that, this is it. This is it. I've got him. And Picard's in like, his element, like reading yeah, his book. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Troy is like, what? I don't get it. He's like, that's because you're stupid. Out of my way. <laughs> get me the Shelliac. Picard has a very fine scene here. <laughs> He's like, okay, listen. Uh, pursuant to paragraph blah, 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 subsection blah, we are entitled to call for third, third party for arbitration. Third party arbitration. Or like, you know. Yes. The Griselda. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah. <laughs> I choose the Griselda. Unfortunately, they're in their hibernation cycle right now. However, in six months' time, they will be uh, they will be awake, and then we can get this all settled. Or you could just or, give me the fucking three weeks. Or you could give four. Yeah, or you could give me the three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. We've got these people on board. We got cuts them off. Yeah, hangs up on them. Beautiful. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you enjoyed that. You're goddamn right, I did. <laughs> And then, you Pause. know, they, they start hailing. Yeah, and, and he's like, Meh. He has a very nice, very long take where he strolls all the way across to the edge of the set, and he polishes the plaque a little bit, and <coughs> blows his fingers in. Yeah. Mm. Yes. On screen. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can have your three weeks, Picard of the Federation. Oh, thank you. Nice. <laughs> and off they go. Oh, yeah. I would say it's the finest moment in the episode. It is great. It's, it's quite great. And then we get our, like... You know, our goodbye moment with Data. Data is about to go back up to the uh, ship, and what's her face comes to see him off. And she, you know, she kind of toys with the, like, kind of tries to get it out of Data. Like, yay, do you have any, like, feelings for me? Like, feeling feelings? And Data's all like, I don't have feeling feelings about anything. He's like, like, hey, that, that, that shuttle carries too. Are you kidding? Like, you know, yeah. yeah. Come on, Data. She totally wants totally to go with you on the shuttle. Yeah, he gives her a really awkward kiss after she's disappointed to learn that, you know, Data's a robot and doesn't have human emotions even though that's clearly what she's into yeah yeah uh and then he leaves without a word after that it's so awkward it's really awkward (laughs) like okay i'm just gonna close this door in there (laughs) (laughs) gotta be hitting the old dusty trail not even gonna wave yeah yeah, it's it's bad and then he like reports to picard and picard's all like good show data and he's listening to some violin music or he's listening to a recording of data's concert and Data's like, what? And Picard's like, yeah, listen, the doctor recorded it for me. Yeah. Uh, and then Data just like like lays into Picard about how you shouldn't record artists' performances <laughs> and how artists happens. deserve to be paid. And but, That's not what happens. But, yeah, oh, he shit. bursts in the door and he says, Dad, how do you know if a girl likes you? <laughs> <laughs> and, and Picard's not one to talk about feelings very much. But he's no. like, oh, come on. They have a little discussion, and uh, Picard suggests that Data is not necessarily entirely without feeling or or what have you, and you know and that uh, the, the choices feeling. of musicians that Data has chosen to emulate are a reflection of Data's own. Uh, yeah. And there are divergent styles that yeah. he's synthesizing into one style of his own. Exactly. And, and Data's like, huh, I guess I am pretty badass. And, right. you know, thinking back, obviously he has some feelings, because look how hurt he was when Picard walked out earlier. No kidding! Right? Exactly. And but. then and then Data just swaggers on out of there, 
End credits. I was like, oh, I'm gonna gonna bang that chick when bang. she uh, flies up here. No one yeah. evacuating them. Oh, that's true. I, I guess know, I am, I'm fully functional. Right. I better make sure that uh, I hear if you don't use it, you lose it. Is that true? Natasha's been gone a little while. I'm not willing to find out. And that's it. That's the episode. It's uh, it's one of what will become many Data Wants to Be More Human episodes, which is cool. They're essentially my favorite type episode. Some of the very best are. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. This okay. isn't one of the best. I still like it, but uh, Goshevin really... Goshevin's pretty bad really uh, makes it hard to give this top marks. It just didn't... Like, the, the the idea of, like, colonists unwilling to leave a planet that they've settled is a good, strong premise. Yeah. And the, even though they're... And the fact that they're facing this unseen threats is yeah. kind of cool. Yeah. Like, the, the history of this treaty existing is kind of neat. We're dealing with, like, a, a species we don't know a whole lot about who seem fairly menacing. But just, like, the, the tension between him and Data just isn't great because yeah. Gojavan is just clearly irrational and mm-hmm. they don't... Like, there are lots of pretty good arguments they could have made for not wanting to leave but yeah, he doesn't really doesn't make them doesn't make yeah. them and Data's final point is effective and right it's just like look you're, you're gonna die no matter what you do yeah, it's like, just stupid is, to stay there's no way to defend against this like yeah. they're not gonna come down here and ask you nicely they're so, just gonna wipe you out from orbit without ever seeing you so I thought the resolution of that conflict was pretty strong yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely definitely. I think it's a well written episode I think a lot of the problem is just the budget cuts and the performances of the that was from, a, just primarily Gosheven a big problem really yeah. is a very big problem yeah. his character doesn't work and his performance doesn't sell the character that doesn't work at all yeah. like not even close kudos for Frakes or uh, you know Soldier pulling through, through. Yeah. yeah holy cow Frakes looked like death the entire episode yeah that, that's one thing we can say is that everybody in the regular cast is completely on point in this episode because everyone has at least a moment like even yeah. Wesley who has no lines has a great moment yeah. of that was great visual Be- best acting. moment of the episode for me is is Wesley just throwing up his arms yeah. in like absolute disgust at the old man that has just left? <laughs> Fuck that guy! Like, condescending just, prick! Yeah, shit on you! I have been trying to be nice to you this entire show. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so what are we rating this, guys? Oh yeah, let's do that. Um, I am gonna give this episode a junior lieutenant. I think. Well, they don't call it the ensigns of command for nothing. <laughs> are you going to? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'll go like I'll go lieutenant. Uh, so what? What are those two? Two. Um, well, Jeff's like one and a half. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I think I lean more towards Jeff's. Uh, it's it's sort of a problematic episode, just especially because of Goshevin, who is yeah. a really big problem. Like everything with the regular cast is good, but there's way too much time spent on the planet, and the planet is cheap and rickety, and we only see like twenty people, and it doesn't sell the oh. threat of there <laughs> being fifteen thousand people that are yeah. going to be eradicated. I yeah. wanted more of that Shelliac like space. Oh, totally, yeah. yeah. They're they're really interesting. I want to see more of them. I want to see more of their weird blanket fort culture yes, yeah me too yeah yeah because like i mean the first time i saw them and even now when i see them i still think they're they're a uh they're not unlike armis the uh the oh, oil yeah. slick creature hmm. like they look very similar except instead of, shi- instead of yeah, ins- yeah instead of yeah. shiny they're they're dull because they're made of blanket and not oil <laughs> <laughs> i like that <laughs> uh maybe they're the race that shrugged but they aren't beautiful well, maybe they are. Maybe they are. Yeah. Using the eye by the eye of the beholder. Under those just, blankets, maybe. Yeah, yeah you know, uh, just, you know, Picard and Deanna are not worthy to gaze upon their beauty, so yeah. they wear the blankets. Makes sense. That must be it. Ah. Uh, 
Um, yeah, I, I dig the Sheliac mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, as a race, and I wish we'd seen more of them. By which I mean any more of them. Do you think in they do TNG. They, Can they like walk around, or are they stuck in that little lit up pod? That, uh, I mean, I, I think they undulate around, or maybe maybe mm-hmm. they're like maybe they waft around like yeah, uh, maybe they like jellyfish. Like maybe they're gas. Maybe beings. they are ghosts. Oh maybe God. they were dead the whole time. Oh man. But you know, it's it's kind of a shame that we have this race that is legitimately threatening and has some genuine power, and there are very few of them in the Trek universe. Yeah, and it's too bad that we never got to see more of them. Yeah, or yeah. at least other similar things. You know, yeah. like it's very rare in in Star mm-hmm. Trek that we run into races that are a legitimate threat. You know, yeah. like everyone's pretty much on par. The Romulans, the Klingons, and the Federation—they all seem to be at roughly the same level of fucking you up Yeah, well, these guys are interesting because they're, like, somewhere between the Ferengi of later seasons where they're very legal and they're mm-hmm. very, very much about, you know, corporate culture and everything. Yeah. But with almost the power of the Q, like, not quite to that extent, but they seem to have a power well beyond what we can understand. Yeah. And that's a really interesting combination. So it's, it's kind of too bad that we don't ever see more of that. And may- maybe they, like, one day we could have seen those little squiggly, thingly deals <laughs> come back you know like we never did the brain slugs yeah the brain yeah. slugs <laughs> oh those yeah <laughs> also thank like... you it was cold on the floor <laughs> <laughs> what happened to fry's brain slug <sighs> poor thing starved to death <laughs> <laughs> I think just one thing kind of Trek I guess it's hard to write for this and you know all frequently but like the idea of like more races that aren't so relatable mm-hmm. yeah like the I mean the, the, the big races in, in Trek maybe the exception of the Borg are like all they're all races where like you can understand where they're coming from or yeah. what kind of archetype they're supposed to fit into but they're mm-hmm. all like based on you know, human concepts we understand like you know yeah. like they're all kind of like originally were all like analogs for other like societies on Earth mm-hmm. yeah exactly um, but like we don't encounter that many really alien species or when we do one of the moral often of the story is oh we always have something in common and we're not that we're different. not that different let's say well what if you are really yeah. different like what if we and are? the Shaliak yeah. are sort of an answer to that yeah they they, they, they take that alien they're not yeah. the only race that's like that no. but they're yeah. one of we don't get that that often yeah they, they consider mm-hmm. humans essentially vermin right you know, they they don't see us as anything worthy of respect you know it's just like oh fucking right. our planet's got humans on it we'll have to we'll have to take care of that yeah um i understand why it doesn't happen a lot in trek is like the more of those species you introduce the harder it is to uh yeah to deal with the universe <laughs> well i mean the, 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 just, the universe is big right like you yeah. don't have to interact with people all the time so in one sense that's kind of what's cool about the shell it, it's, like, it, it's, it's kind of like then... how trek often introduces you know game changing technology then and then ref- like completely yes. ignores it thereafter that's yeah. more annoying to me than um, yeah definitely yeah. Then, because like, it's a big universe, so yeah. it's easy to not run into a race again. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, why are you forgetting about this thing, this yeah. shield adaptation you made, which yeah, makes wh- it so that you can fly into the corner? Why, why the did star. you forget that yeah. uh, now spaceships are totally irrelevant because you you can now do transwarp beaming? Yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. Oh, hey, saucer separation, maybe? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, what about that? <laughs> it's built into the damn ship. <laughs> why don't they use it? Yeah, good God. Like oh man, we we need to scan this entire sector. If only we had multiple <laughs> vessels on board with warp capability. God damn it! I was like that came up last week. It's yeah, like we have twice <laughs> as much work as we can handle. What can we do about yeah. it? Oh no! Oh, oh well. It's so annoying. 
It is. So yeah, what junior lieutenant? I guess it was. Like. Yeah. So yeah, is that where we're at? Yeah. A lieutenant and two junior lieutenants is is yeah. what we've landed yeah, on. Here. So sounds good. I enjoyed this episode. It's just it has some really serious problems that frustrate me. Yeah. And well, I mean, everyone in the regular cast is so good in this one, and it's kind of a testament to how far we've come from the first season's kind of really shaky problems. That yeah. you know, the the ensemble is good enough to elevate everything it's only the guests that are sort of a problem and the budget that kind of have let the episode down yeah good stuff so next week episode three is the survivors do you remember the survivors hell no well let me tell you all about it oh please you Uh, see they they were in the eye of the tiger yes Uh, there are these two old people living on a planet. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. That's the one. And there's a music box that Troy doesn't like. Oh, no. Okay. Next week on Star Trek, the next generation. <laughs> I am so pumped. <laughs> the I cannot wait. Sign me up. Hey, guys, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're in season three here. We've got some great stuff it's, coming there's, out. Yeah, it's, it's getting better. I forgot about this one, actually. The Survivors, that's, that's one that had completely yeah. escaped me. It's a it's a weird well it's an interesting episode I guess it's a fairly it's a dowdy plotline it's a very original series well, it's uh, mm. the 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 survivor I I always thought he had like maybe some kind of tangential connection to the Q are you gonna sp- we're gonna spoil the whole thing next week oh man dude twenty five year old spoilers oh, yeah shit unacceptable oh man I'm so sorry listen guys um, <laughs> I don't know to this Star Trek Next Generation <laughs> podcast. podcast. And- you know, fresh. Yeah. Uh, how many of you are are watching the series with us? Obviously, all of them. Yeah. Yeah. No. I don't know. Um, yeah, better watch out, Alex Krychak. It's going to turn out he's a bad guy. Oh no! Ooh. Sorry. I've been watching the the uh, the survivor does kind of look like the smoking man. Oh, he does. I mean, in as much as old white men all look alike. <laughs> he doesn't have the acting chops of William B. No, Davis, though. Probably not. All right. Uh, so that's next time. Uh, please do come back and listen to us again. It'll be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I got Still better than the child. Outro. Uh, thanks for joining us here aboard the Diecast Enterprise. This is Pags. Jay. We'll, we'll see you next time. The Diecast Enterprise is a nonstop pop production. If you enjoy the show and want to support it, please check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash pags, P-A-G-Z. You can also follow us on social media. You'll find links on our website, diecast-enterprise.com or nonstop-pop.com. Thanks for listening. Live long and prosper. (laughs) 